We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Up next, the latest on the K-State Wildcats from the guys of Three Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all things Wildcats from a collective perspective that can't be found anywhere else. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Three Maw is proudly presented by 360 Vodka. And now, let's begin the show. Welcome into another Three Maw Pod. I am John Kurtz, joined this time by uh, everybody. Feels a lot better this time, you know? I sat here last time, like, getting ready to fire everything up, and I was like, hey, it's the Three Maw Pod, and, well, it's just me and Treshawn Ward, I guess. But this time, I've got D.Y. and Cole Manbeck. Uh, Cole has decided to grace the pod with his presence after ditching us for Maui there for a while for a little 10-year anniversary trip with his wife. Seemed pretty frivolous compared to uh, the business that we have here on the pod, but just let the record show. I've been the serious one here lately, everybody. Anyway, uh, we're going to get you uh, caught up on the basketball recruiting that is going on with the portal. Still hot and heavy. K-State still with three spots and uh, being mentioned with a lot of players, but nothing substantial seemingly happening as of right now couple of football commitments and uh some vegas over under win totals for big 12 football coming up this year but as always we need to thank our friends at holiday distillery they bring you ben holiday bottled and bond bourbon 360 vodka whichever you prefer make sure you go out and get stocked up and support those who support us holiday distillery great k-state folks and we have heard nothing but great things about uh, ben holiday bottled and bond bourbon for all of you bourbon drinkers and of course 360 vodka as well. Cole, did you have any uh, 360 vodka while you were out in uh, the, the beaches of Maui sending me Snapchats from Luau's? Uh, I can't lie to the people. I, I don't believe they had it in stock uh, out there in Maui. So I, I did not. Instead, I, I drank very expensive 20 plus dollar uh, mixed drinks down there. So uh, not not a lot of affordable options. But do I uh, do I look more tan, guys, or do I still just look? Yeah, I look the same. Yeah. Put too much SPF 30 on, I guess. So um, my neighbors up the street saw me Saturday night and they were like, I thought you went to Hawaii. Like you, you look the same. So yeah, didn't get a lot of color, but it was a good time. Well, at least you saw, you, you saw Uso, right? I saw Uso, man. Talk about a small world. Uh, and I, I had made the comment to my wife, like seen Uso multiple times before and I saw the hair. So I saw the back of him at the airport and I knew he was from Hawaii and I just had joked to my 
to my wife, I was like, Vanessa, that that's Uso. She's like, who? And then he turns around and he's got a K-State football bag. He's got his cleats on. He's got his name tag and everything. And uh, I ended up right behind him in the security line uh, at the airport. Uso Samalo, for people that don't know, K-State starting nose tackle or projected starting nose tackle this year. And, and he couldn't have been nicer. Uh, he went back for uh, to surprise his mother for Mother's Day. And it was his uh, his birthday as well. So shout out to Uso, man. He was a, a super nice guy. And uh so it's, it's why I always wear K-State stuff when I'm traveling, because you never know who you're going to run into. And uh, he actually saw the K-State stuff and was like, let's take a picture. So You said he had his cleats on. I doubt that. No, no. He had his cleats strapped to his backpack. So uh, so respect, because Uso took the cleats to Hawaii, which I suspect then maybe Uso was putting in some work uh, down in, uh, in Maui. So something I was not doing. <laughs> so... I was I was trying to look here. You you jogged my memory about a story, Cole. I was when I was in the airport uh, here just recently, getting ready to go to Chicago. I wound up standing right next to a Kansas football player in the security line because I saw his bag uh, behind him. I think it was maybe this uh, OJ Burrows, a safety. I don't. I'm trying to remember who it was, but I was wearing, as you say, I was wearing my uh, Big Twelve Champions uh, T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, you know, I felt felt pretty good about that. The the one thing I regretted about tweeting the picture is. I don't know how many people went after my my wildcat hand sign and making fun of my my fingers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cole, you're right. The whole wildcat hand sign in general is bad. I don't like it, but I did a very poor rendition of it. I mean, I was in a hurry. We were getting ready to go through security, and I do it terribly, anyways. Like I, I don't. It looked like, do... a, t it looked like a T Rex arm. Yeah, like no, it's the worst one I've ever seen. Yeah, thank you. I, I just really enjoyed getting bullied the whole flight home. I checked my mentions and like people sending gifts and everything of like what I it was like. I I think I had like that. Like it was so bad. If you're watching on YouTube right now, and I, I was embarrassed by it. Uh, Uso, I I just took a couple normal pictures without it, and then Uso was like, "Wait, wait, wait," and he threw it up. So then I was like, "Oh, I gotta throw it up." I hate the wildcat hand sign. Uh, did that start after we were out of college? John? Yeah, we didn't really do it back in back in yeah. back in my day. We didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who started that. I wish we could get rid of it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right. Can we get rid of the transfer portal, Dy? It's uh, it's frustrating me here lately. Transfer portal's frustrating me. Tell me something good. Give me some good transfer portal news. The I will say this: the good news is that I think that we're hearing enough chatter and seeing enough stuff that there will probably be a pretty solid selection of graduate transfers. And that's important because if you're not a graduate, they're not a graduate transfer. Um, they're not going to be available for this upcoming season, right? Because the, the transfer portal window closed on May 11th. So I look, they have three spots remaining, you know, the, the season, you know, still quite a ways away at this point. And the, the selection is a little sparse now because a lot of, guys did make their choices in, in the last few weeks. So the guys that aren't graduate transfers, there's probably not a lot of them that, that still remain, um, at least that are worthy of playing for Kansas State, right? So I think the good news is that there's going to be a good enough selection of graduate transfers that they should be able to, you know, swim above water, so to speak, between now and, and when they want the roster to be filled, which is probably – what we're thinking into July, early August this time, which is a little bit sooner than what we saw last year, just because they're going to take that foreign trip this year. Well, it just feels to me like they've, they've been pretty, pretty damn picky. Um, you know, and I guess I don't DY. I'll just leave it up to you to 
say as much as you want to or not here, but, you know, we had the Collins kid from Kentucky where, you know, even Trilly was on the fact that they, they had a visit coming up, and then it sounds like K-State decided to back off of that. You know, a little bit of chatter about Caleb Love and not wanting to necessarily dive headfirst into those waters, which, I mean, I super talented but pretty erratic, and, you know, you hear some things about him behind the scenes. So I... You know, I, I understand, but at the same time, we're like looking here, like, okay, I mean, these, there's a lot of talented guys that you're you're kind of just letting walk here, and and yes, the selection is is dwindling more now. Now, we've seen with the football program how much culture really matters, and that you know, letting some guys walk off of that team a couple of years ago in 2020 seemed to be a very good thing. So, uh, look, I'll, I'll, I trust them. I trust them. Ultimately, as whiny as we can be, sometimes I definitely do trust these guys. Yeah. But uh, just your your thoughts on on that whole take. They, they have been picky, probably pickier than most programs when it comes to who they bring in and, and who they don't. I think it's probably double-sided here. I think, one, that culture is very important to them, and they're not going to jeopardize it one bit for one player. That's just not who they are. I think, secondly, I think the transfer portal, and, I, and this has been shared by many people, and I think we learn about it more and more as the time goes on, and... It's it's accelerating in this way. The transfer portal is a lot more expensive than any other waters. You guys going to the portal, there's usually a reason why. Tyler Perry, um, not that he's not probably getting a pretty good NIL deal himself. I'm not saying he isn't, but those are the exceptions because you have those you know initial connections and you can kind of present a balance at the at the table for that'll be you know something that both sides align with. Um, a lot of cases in the transport portal, that won't happen. It's a little bit pricier. So I think it's double-sided. I think culture matters to them, and they're not going to risk it for one kid. And I think the transfer portal recruiting is tougher um, because you have to know how much and where you want to allocate what you might have from a resource standpoint. So I think those the combination of that probably, and just in general, I think they are insistent and very stubborn in the fact that, and I, I, I like this about them, that they don't, and because this these words came out of their mouths last year, and I think it's a good staple to have. They don't feel like they have to compromise their culture or who they are for talent. Yeah, and again, I, I stand by them with that, and I, I think, I mean, look, I guess I could just go straight into this this quote that came from a this was an on three article, right, Dy. Um, and not me. <laughs> no, I know, not you. Like on three, big on three. Like Jamie Shaw was posting. Oh, I'm not big. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Can't win. <laughs> All right. Um, it's just one coach in the Big Twelve, but it's a, it's a you know we don't necessarily know who it is, but it says. You can't build anything sustainable without retention. The best programs have good retention, which means you've done a good job evaluating and developing players, and you built a culture where guys want to stay. You can't recruit eight or nine guys every year and expect to be cutting down nets. Returning seven or eight guys each year and only bringing in three or four new faces is where we want to be. And, I mean, it's not just that it is difficult to do, I think, just from a chemistry and culture standpoint. It's also just incredibly difficulty, difficult to do from a financial standpoint unless you are Arkansas with Walmart money to throw around every offseason. That, that's just a really, really difficult thing uh, for anybody to try and manage. So I think that that's got to be the idea, right? Like eventually 
give Tang some more time to bring in the high school recruits, which he's doing a great job of beating out Kansas for five-star David Castillo. You know, we've, we've seen what's happening with the incoming guys, um, you know, three top 150 guys coming in this year, led by Day Day and RJ. Like, you, you, you get more program guys in that can sit around and develop, and then you'll have enough depth that it won't matter as much, and you can just add a piece or two in the offseason and probably call it good and be able to hopefully afford that too. Yeah, less you be less relying on the transfer portal. I think that's where ultimately they would like to be. I mean, obviously that's an anonymous coach and from the Big 12. And if we were to look at the structures and how programs operate, it sounds a whole lot like what we would hear from Kansas State and Baylor. You sure it wasn't Huggins? That would be the opposite. Sue West would do. <laughs> you know what? I guess it could be Oklahoma State. They're not. They don't have a ton to turn over year after year, but. Um, yeah, heck, it could be Kansas, but they had a lot of turnover this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Bob Huggins has a bigger fish to fry these days, Cole, unfortunately for, um, for him. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's, let's get into some specific players here. A lot of people have been wondering about Ernest Uday from Kansas. Seemed to be the assumption was he was he was just going to commit to Duke uh, upon visiting there. That is that has not happened, and now there are whispers in the college basketball world that there there may be some academic issues with what's happening at Duke, and so there would be you know to again quote Trilly uh, the best the best ball get go follow Trilly Donovan. I'm not even kidding. If you want all the transfer portal insight, you can get on Twitter. I mean, he had said like, hey, it looks like there's a window of opportunity for K State and others to jump back in here, uh, but. Don't know how much communication has been reciprocated on that end now that they, there seems to have been a snag with Dukes. Yeah, I, I think that he's probably steering the 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 Duke likelihood is definitely dwindling by the minute. Um, I think that seems to be pretty consensus according to everyone that you speak with. What 
is in a consensus is where he's going to go instead of Duke because that's all over the place. Um, there's still a little bit of people that will tell you that Kansas State is involved. Um, I've seen it around a little bit, but just from everything that I've been able to glean from the people I trust, I, I still think Kansas State is on the outside looking in on Ernest Uday. And, and, I, and I don't know if it was it's generally academics, really, that are the problem um, with the Duke thing. I think it's more... Well, it is academics, but not just like he's not taking care of his business. I think it's more of a transfer credit thing there because he's not a grad transfer. Um, so, and then you have the the, the requirements at Duke, um, kind of like Michigan where the transfer credit thing gets a little wonky. So where is that going to likely have him end up? I don't know. There's a lot of speculation now about Alabama because uh, their starting center, Bidiaco, is probably going to stay in the draft. So, they're going to be looking for someone to fill that void, and, and Ernest Uday would make a lot of sense. And they got money. Yeah, they do. Um, heck, at this point, I don't rule out a return to KU even. Um, they have spots available, and if he doesn't like what's kind of out there, he can just go back there, enter the portal next year, right? So, Well, that, I mean, that was my thought when it sounded like it was just starting to get quiet, and he wasn't really talking to anybody else, even though the Duke thing hadn't worked out. I was like, well, that— that would that would seem to indicate Kansas, right? Like that that was my so I I would not be shocked about that either. I would not. Cole, do you have any any thoughts on uh good old Ernest? Good old Ernie. Well, I mean I would love Uday. I, I would just it, it would must be frustrating for these coaches all around the country dealing with the portal because you hear about all these scheduled visits and then it feels like ninety percent of them never actually happen or occur. I mean you get the TCU and K-State visits. If he makes it past Duke, well, now it seems like he's not going to go to Duke, but TCU and K-State, I haven't really heard from Uday. So are those visits even going to happen? You know, K-State tried to set up other visits according to DY with other guys and just flaky about everything and ended up pulling the plug. And so it's uh, it's very frustrating dealing with the portal. You know, at one point it was exciting. Now I'm to the point where, to the topic you brought up earlier, John, on player retention and DY, I think that's probably the right approach. I mean, Jerome Tang has always said when they were at Baylor, they had a transfer rate of maybe like 15%, 20%. I can't remember the exact number, but it was definitely below uh, national averages and Big 12 average. They they were really good at retaining guys and developing within their program. And I think that's probably the direction as they build this roster out with high school kids is really just supplementing the uh, overall roster with one or two transfers a year and not needing three or four because we, we've just seen – Unless this dials down a little bit and and people start to realize the return on the investment isn't worth it and giving what they're giving to these uh, transfer portal guys, unless that dials down, I think the retaining players and building through the high school ranks could kind of be that new loophole where everybody seems to be forgetting about the high school ranks, like Bill Snyder with the junior college ranks, right? And what he found there back in the day, now... Maybe you're able to, to get some more guys in the high school ranks because everybody's so focused on having experienced veteran teams through getting guys in the portal. I don't know when the correction is going to happen. Um, sometimes that takes time. Um, timing that out is tricky. But I will say it seems, and, and maybe maybe there isn't a correction. Maybe it's more feasible than we imagine. Maybe um, the folks with money have more stomachs for this than we are guessing, but the fact that I'm hearing, you know, role players in some cases making well into six figures lets me know that they're 
there's some dollar amounts going out on the regular from a lot of these kids in the transfer portal that are just really un you would you would think untenable, but maybe I'll be proved wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, there there is a lot, a lot of stories that we've heard that you just raise an eyebrow, like, damn man, yeah, how are you how are you supposed to compete if that's legitimately what's going on out there? Okay, but guard wise, dy Yuri Collins, Ray J Dennis, a couple of names that have been associated with uh, K State at least in some capacity. Uh, where are things at? Yuri Collins from uh, St. Louis, Ray J Dennis from Toledo. Yeah, Ray J Dennis, the MAC Player of the Year. Um, I think a lot of people like him. Um, he visited Michigan. He visited Illinois. Kansas wanted him to visit. Kansas State wanted him to visit. I think he's done taking visits, and I think he's going to pick Utah. So that one's pretty bizarre. Um, not sure why or how that one is unfolding the way it is, but uh, that that's kind of where it seems right now. Yuri Collins, that one all comes down. Like we're just in, we don't know, obviously, because he's not in the transfer portal. But if he were to enter the transfer portal. You would anticipate Kansas State becoming involved there. Kid from St. Louis even as well. Um, and Kansas State has a need for a point guard. He has assist numbers very similar to Marquise Noel. So Yuri Collins would be, you would think, a likely target if he enters the portal. Um, at one point it was considered a slam dunk that he would enter the transfer portal. He's a graduate transfer that is um, involved with the NBA draft. But there, there's a lot of... Um, chatter buzz whatever you want to call it right now that he could just remain in the nba draft pool so have to wait and see on that it's about a week um we'll know that within the next week may 31st is the deadline to return to college if you want you want to know the last time that utah basketball went to the ncaa tournament was rick majerus the coach still uh no but it was it was still this uh you see the coach there am i, am I right Rick yeah, well, yeah back in the back, back in the keith there. van horn days keith it was good. 2003, yeah. 2003 was the last time rick majerus was the head coach there no it was uh 2016 so it's been uh damn near a decade since they have actually been to the ncaa tournament but uh i digress you know what let's get a break in we'll take a break uh we've got to talk about Keontae. The latest with uh, with Key, we still have not heard one way or the other whether or not he is staying in the NBA draft. Uh, so we'll discuss that coming up next. You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. So last we heard, and I believe we talked about this last week, Derek and I on on the pod, that 
Keontae had talked to Andy Katz briefly at the the combine and said basically like, hey, look, I mean, the plan is to to stay here in the draft as long as things go well medically and getting medically cleared. I mean, it seemed like that is really the thing that is the issue, unfortunately, for Keontae here. Got cleared to play at K-State, but the the standards seem to be a bit different, more stringent, the NBA level, where they know they're going to have to invest in you and give you uh, a bunch of money. So we still don't have any like official, official word on that as the end of the month approaches here for, for Keontae and whether or not he's going to stay in the draft or not. So tough situation because, I mean, look, like we'd love to see him back at K-State, but, you know, for the guy's future, if he's not going to be medically cleared this year by the NBA, that's that's a really tough blow, really tough blow for him. So uh, where where do things sit? right now with uh, Keontae Watch? I think it's kind of the status quo from the last time that we spoke. Um, the only real substance that I've kind of heard come out of it is that he did meet with the NBA doctors, medical teams, medical team, whatever. Um, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. So uh, I think he should probably be receiving or hopes to receive some finality and some kind of decision um of where he kind of stands because uh i guess we'll talk about it this way assuming that he would be medically cleared there's more and more mock drafts that have him in it now so that that is a good thing for him i would say um i'm seeing him uh you know there was only one or two here and there that would have him like anywhere from 35 to 45 now i see several that have him anywhere from 38 to 55 at this point so um Obviously, he has to get clear, but it seems more and more momentum for him to be picked if he's in the draft. And see, that surprises me because he seems like a guy that I thought was going to need need to be able to work out and show his versatility and athleticism at the combine, and and him not being able to do that, I, I thought would actually hurt him. And I, I think it's ultimately just unfortunate that there's not a way to speed this process up for him. I mean, May 31st is the deadline for him to return to college and pull out of the NBA draft, and. Here we sit on May 24th when we're recording this, and he doesn't know yet if he's medically cleared. Like, why why can't they, the NBA, speed up the medical process and do this earlier? I, I just don't understand that, why they're delaying this and make it take so long. I think that's frustrating and puts him in a bad spot. Yeah, I would think he would have, like, they knew, they knew this for a while, right? This wasn't something that just yeah. crept upon him in the last month. I know he had to declare officially, probably, but... I mean, it would have been nice for him to know one way or the other and be allowed to compete at the Combine if he was cleared. Right. Yeah, he should have been cleared before the Combine. Like, I know they do medical stuff there at the, the Combine, and I think they're putting in a new rule, actually, starting next year, where if you don't show up to the Combine and you're invited, you can't get drafted because of the the medical process. I can't remember the exact rule. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. So that's going to go into place in 2024. But, yeah, he should have been able to participate in the Combine. You get a Combine invite, and then he can't do anything because they haven't medically cleared him. That that just came as a surprise to me last week when that was reported and, and what Keontae said, Andy Katz, that he's waiting to be medically cleared. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, get it figured out for the kid's sake, like if if nothing else. And I would think like for, you know, NBA teams, like you can then move on to the next guy on the list or make sure that you know you you should seriously consider him. I don't know, but I don't. I'm definitely out over my skis. I don't understand how all of it works. I'm I'm no NBA expert at all here. So, uh, anything else that I'm missing on the basketball front before we get to uh, a couple a couple football commits that have come in here recently? 
I would say probably not a surprise, but I think we still say the overwhelming momentum is for Naquan Tomlin to definitely return. Yeah. Yeah. Have not, again, seen anything of it, but he never officially announced anything that he was going to be exploring the draft process. We, we found out about that through Tank. So uh, that seems to just be the way that, that he's choosing to handle all this. Football-wise. Yeah. Patching up the roster with a couple of, I mean, this has been kind of the MO of this staff here lately. We've seen them, especially with defensive backs, have a lot of success going and pulling guys late, sometimes from obscure locations, more obscure schools, plug them into the secondary and just go. I mean, I trust this staff's real evaluation of that, and they've been able to do so now and bolster the secondary with transfer from CMO, Southeast Missouri, and then uh, a junior college uh, defensive back as well, who both committed over this past weekend. So, uh, D.Y., again, we're relying heavily on you. But get us up to speed on what uh, K-State's bringing in here. Yeah, between what um, Julius Brents, Russ Yeast, Josh Boss, Drake Cheatham, Reggie Stubblefield, Kobe Savage. I mean, you might as well call Kansas State DB transfer you at this point, right? So, um, one would assume that they probably have two more home runs here with Tyler Nalone. The, the transfer from Southeast Missouri State, who is very big. Uh, probably a little bit more athlete than actual player right now, but um, there's, a, I would say, high upside with him. Um, and a lot of people that think he can be a really good player that can end up in the NFL. So I think that's where they're kind of hitting there. Um, probably play a little bit more corner than anything. And then with the safety, Daniel Cobbs, um, going back to Tyler Junior College with that one. That is the fourth player, fourth defensive player that they've landed from Tyler Junior College in the last two years. Uh, he's from the same JUCO program as Gavin Forche, who's now on the transfer portal, um, but also Justice Clemens, who's in the secondary, and obviously Kobe Savage. So you, it, it's two guys that were maybe off the radar, of course, except Tyler Nalome, who had a pretty good offer list there with Washington, West Virginia, and a few other Power Fives. Um, off the radar, but I mean, is anyone really comfortable enough questioning them with a defensive back take that's no. a transfer? I, I certainly am not. No, not at all. I did. Did you mention Josh Hayes in that whole group we had there at the beginning too? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause you've got Josh Hayes drafted Russ yeast drafted, you know I mean? They, they, Julius Brents drafted, like they've been sending these transfer defensive backs uh, into the NFL as well. So I imagine that's a, that's a huge selling point when they go up against schools, like you mentioned, like the Washingtons of the world to try and nab some of these guys. Is there still much chatter on trying to find a, a receiver late receiver transfer to add to this roster? Yeah, I think they have one spot available that with a little bit of wiggle room there to fill if they want. Um, I don't think that they're going to fill it with somebody that they don't, want to completely invest in. I don't think they're going to take someone just to take someone. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's uh, self-explanatory, but I felt compelled to at least bring that up. Um, otherwise they can kind of stay internal and, and figure out an answer that way. But if they spot a receiver that they really, really like, I think they would take it. Do we take that to be bad news about the current receiver room and how that went during spring ball? I don't know, right? I mean, that's a bad, bad, bad answer. I get that. Um, but I think you, you, some of those guys were banged up, so I don't think they were really able to discern anything. Like R.J. Garcia, a little banged up. Jane Jackson, a little banged up. I think maybe 
uh, you maybe have a little bit of uh, kind of a history there with those two that maybe you question the durability a little bit and you just want a little bit more depth because those two, have, it's not the first time that we've heard that about Garcia or Jackson. And, and uh, so maybe, maybe depth purposes is, is what they need. I mean, they're going to get some reinforcements here. Well, I guess three of the four have been on campus, but you know the freshmen get there in June, which that'll be Trace Bivey. I think some people, I don't know if it's wrongfully assumed, but I think some people are probably going a little bit, at least from what I see on the message board, so I'm kind of gauging the fan base in that way. I think that just because they landed some higher-ranked receivers than typical, that these guys are going to come in and play right away. Maybe they will. Maybe one will. I don't know. I, I just think it's bold to assume that. Yeah. Go ahead, Cole. I, 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 I will just say, I would not assume. I would not assume that to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think it's smart to add another body there. I mean, you've got four freshmen coming in at the receiver position, and you mentioned Jaden Jackson and Garcia injury history, D.Y., and Keegan Johnson missed last season with an injury as well at Iowa. And so you just like to have, you know, a little more depth there that uh, in case somebody does go down in the unfortunate event, you have another body. Um, so I hopefully they can land a guy that could be impactful uh, and help them out there. Uh, but at least also they have been sent in at the tight end position, which helps the passing game and alleviates a little bit of the concerns heading into this season at the wide receiver position because you know you have one of the top tight ends in the country, one of the best tight ends, if not the best in the Big 12 coming back. So uh, I think that alleviates a little concern, but you certainly hope that those guys can stay healthy. And D.Y., you had, you had the scoop as well, and I don't know if you talked about it on last Wednesday's pod. I, I listened, but I can't remember. The Colorado receiver that uh, – they had lined up potentially to transfer in or at least on a visit, which would have been a big get. Yeah, the, the one that started in the spring game on Tana Limonius Craig that recently picked Arizona over Auburn and, and Cal. Um, Kansas State had made a lot of movement there, and he was going to visit Manhattan, but he kind of shut it down, wanted to stay closer to out west um, where, where he was raised. Uh, so proximity kind of came into play there because of a personal situation. Um, if not for that, um, K-State might have been able to crack that door open and surprise a lot of people. Yeah, good news for the future, but uh, I, I would feel better for the record. I mean, I would feel better if they had another body to that. And remember, maybe that the late decision to to add another could could have something to do with the transition there. Unfortunately, they, they had to transition from at receiver coach again for the fifth time, I think, in the last six years when, when that award left for Illinois. It just wasn't great timing because it was right before spring ball, of course, as well. So you hire Matthew Middleton. Um, not only is he trying to get his feet wet and on the ground when it comes to recruiting, he's got to learn an entire new offense, right? Um, because he has to be able to coach it during spring football. So it was a great timing. So maybe it says something about the receiver room. Um, my guess is it says more about Middleton knows what he's working with now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. No, fair preference. enough. It's your personal preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Stab Ward uh, did a pretty good job. Pretty good job last year with uh, K-State's receiving unit. All right, just a little news and notes pod for you uh, here today. Hope you enjoyed that. Make sure and go listen to uh, the Trishon Ward pod from earlier this week if you have not got that uh, chat that I had with K-State's new running back from Florida State, who, by the way, probably will be a factor in the passing game too as we talk about the weapons K-State will have available on offense this year. Appreciate Holiday Distillery as always. Uh, make sure and get your 360 vodka, your Ben Holiday bottled in Bond Bourbon. Support those who support us. For Cole Manbeck and Derek Young, I'm John Kurtz. Thanks for listening to another 3 Maw.
Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.